You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What's up, Dub Nation? Brady Klopfer here with Golden State of Mind. Recapping yet another game. The Warriors just played the Miami Heat on a Thursday night game. And the, before we jump into the game, I just want to talk about the atmosphere real quick. This felt like a playoff game. Just like Tuesday's game against the Phoenix Suns felt like a playoff game. Last week against the Denver Nuggets, not quite as intense as these, but there was a little bit of that feel. Opening night against the Lakers, you know, opening night, ring night, all that jazz. Obviously, there was a lot of energy and adrenaline and excitement, so a little bit as well. But, you know, Steve Kerr talked before the Phoenix game about how it was just another game, even though they were playing one of the top teams in the conference, someone they might have to go through in order to repeat as champions. And then the game started, and the feistiness, the chippiness, the energy, the atmosphere, everything pointed in a completely different direction than that. It, it suggested that it was more than just a game. And that happened again here tonight against the Heat. Not the chippiness and the feistiness, um, at least certainly not at the level of, of Tuesday's wild game where there were seven technicals in the third quarter alone. Clay Thompson getting ejected for the first time in his career, just madness ensuing. But it had the playoff atmosphere. And it wasn't even a nationally televised game. This was just on NBA TV. So it was a little bit of a reminder that this is... This is the Warriors' reality. You know, it's been a few years since they'd won a championship. We'd maybe forgotten. But they are the team with a target on their back. They're going to take everyone's best punch. And that's going to be doubly, triply true when they're playing other teams that are attempting to contend. Like the Miami Heat. Uh, you know, maybe on the games like Sunday against the Sacramento Kings, even though the game ended up being tense at the end, you know, that didn't have quite the atmosphere because we know that these teams aren't going to have a wild showdown at the end of the year. Teams like Miami that have visions of meeting the Warriors in the NBA Finals and beating them, this is just the energy it's going to be like for 82 games, and it's going to be exhausting, it's going to be intense, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, and it's also one of the reasons why, you know, don't expect the Warriors to end up with a top seed in the West. It's one of many reasons. There, there are a lot of reasons to not expect the Warriors to end up with a top seed in the West. Uh, and one of them is they're just, their schedule is harder than anyone else's because they're getting a better version of most teams than anyone else is getting. Um, and it's going to be fun. It's fun. This was a really, really, really fun game. And it started off on a great note. First possession of the game, Clay Thompson hit a three-pointer, which felt symbolic because, you know, Clay had an awful game on Tuesday. He only had two points in that game before getting ejected in the third quarter. So for him to bounce back, have more points on the first possession of this game than he had in the entire last game he played, that was great to see. And... He then got cold for a lot of the game before catching fire at the end uh, and having a few dagger threes, um, which 
put him at 19 points, second most on the team, but he did shoot just 6 for 19, so he can get a lot of shots to get there, but still, step in the right direction for him, without a doubt. But anyway, the Warriors decided to play some defense in this game, which I think was a welcome sight for anyone who has watched a team they expect to be great defensively be truly awful on that side of the court through four games. And there's some justification for that, you know, that they've been playing youngsters more than they actually want to because they're still, you know, towing that development line. Um, Draymond Green hasn't ramped up to full minutes yet. Clay Thompson hasn't ramped up to full minutes yet. Andre Iguodala's still on the sidelines. You know, there, there are reasons to expect them to be a lot, you know, to be compromised defensively, but not to the level where they've been playing. It's been inexcusably awful. And tonight they stepped it up. And there was some really good defense in this game. Not as good as they're capable of playing, but but there were some really, really good defensive moments. And that came despite taking the best shot from Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And those are just two guys where you live with it if, if you know, there's only so much you can do. Butler shot eight for 13, including four of seven on threes, finished with 27 points. Adebayo shot 10 for 13, 26 points. Um, you know, that's... They're all-stars. They're going to do what they're going to do. It kind of matters a little bit more if you can shut down the pieces around them. And they did. Butler and Adebayo combined to shoot, let me do the rough math here, 18 for 26. Jeez, that's obscene. 18 for 26 for Butler and Adebayo. Um, 53 points. The rest of the Heat, 21 for 62 not not so hot so the defense stepped up big time uh gave up a run to end the sec the first half which put miami at 59 points and pulled them within five um the defense was i think better in that half than you would think watching a team score 59 points um but it was just an 8-0 flurry in the final seconds for miami just some really great shots led by some sloppiness by the warriors um and, and that's how it was a lot of a lot of Miami's offense that they, you know, a lot of times that they did score in this game, it was because of Warriors' offensive mistakes rather than defensive mistakes. Dubs are still incredibly sloppy on offense. The offense is functioning really well, but they're they're turning the ball over like like they're handing out candy on Halloween. It's ridiculous. You know, 19 turnovers in this game, and honestly, like it feels like. A blessing that they only had 19 turnovers. Um, that's just how they've been out of the gates. And, you know, that's who the Warriors are. They, they play a fluid, fun, flowing offense, and the result is they're going to be a turnover-heavy team. They always have been, ever since Steve Kerr took over. It's part of what makes them click is you give Steph Curry and Draymond Green enough offensive freedom that they can work their magic, and as a result, there are going to be turnovers, but they need to tighten that up. It's it's way too sloppy right now. Um, anyway, that's where Miami scored a lot of the points. Miami ended up with 110. Um, I don't have the defensive rating in front of me, but it was, you know, it was a decent... Miami probably ended up with a decent offensive rating, but I think the Warriors' defense was better than that just because Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo made superstar shots, and the Warriors' offense gave Miami some easy buckets. But the Warriors' offense also scored a lot. Um, 
31 points in the first quarter, 32 in the second, 29 in the third, 31 in the fourth. They were they were flowing. They were moving the ball really well. 30 assists. They got a lot of open threes. Shot 39.1% from deep. Shot 50% from the field overall. Not as aggressive on offense as they have been on some nights, but you kind of expect that with someone like Adebayo waiting in the paint. You know, it's one of the best interior defenders in the league. You're not going to get as many looks at the rim. They only had 15 free throws. Six of them by Andrew Wiggins, though. Props to props to Wiggs for having a pretty aggressive night. Wiggins was great in this game. He's been great. Y'all know me. I'm, I'm pretty hard on the guy, but he has been so good this season. Tuesday notwithstanding. Bad game on Tuesday. But he was excellent against the Lakers, excellent against the Nuggets, excellent against the Kings. Excellent tonight. 18 points, 5 of 10 shooting, 6 of 6 free throws, 10 rebounds. Really strong defense on and off ball. Just really disruptive. Seeing him rebound the ball is is just... Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's great to see, and it's also comical. Um, I'm I'm never going to get over him all of a sudden rebounding in the NBA Finals and basically explaining to the media that he realized that he could just get rebounds if he wanted to and maybe he should start doing that. And now apparently he's a really good rebounder. Um, That, to me, is absolutely hilarious. And it is hilarious not because he said it, but because it, it really does seem to be true. It just seems like one day he woke up and realized, oh, hey, I'm a tall guy who's super freaking athletic. Maybe if I crash the glass, I'll get some rebounds. And now he just gets rebounds. Led the team with 10 of them. Led the team in plus minus at plus 17. Super efficient offense. Strong defense. This is exactly what the Warriors need Andrew Wiggins for. It's exactly what I didn't think he would give them when they traded for him. And I was very, very critical of it. Um, And it's exactly why they just gave him $109 million. So, yeah. Way to go, Wiggs. Um, So the Heat cut it to five at halftime with that 8-0 flurry, and then they took the lead about halfway through the third quarter. Thanks to the Warriors' sloppiness. It was just it was a wild first first half of the third quarter. The teams were just going back and forth as fast as humanly possible. There were turnovers that were wild shots, wild finishes. It was just hectic. It was chaotic. And, and the Heat got the better of it. The Warriors missed their open shots. The Heat made theirs. Uh, and suddenly they took the lead. And then Steph Curry kind of put the team on his back. He pulled up for a super deep three. That made it, tied the game at 77, and then the Warriors took off from there. And Miami kept trying to get back into it, made it close. Every time they got too close, Steph made another three. And then they got close against Steph, make another three. Wiggins had a few big shots down the stretch. Draymond had some ridiculous passes down the stretch. Clay had a dagger three at the end. Uh, Jordan Poole, great, great playmaking off the bench. Seven assists in just 21 minutes. Um, and he had a lot of those in the fourth quarter. 
And the Warriors ended up winning 123 to 110, which is a, a larger spread than I think it felt like for most of the game. That was the largest lead they had all game. They had 13 more lead in the second quarter as well, but never had it larger than that. And it was just closer than that for most of the game. So it didn't really feel like a 13-point win. Um, but at the same time, it did feel like a game that the Warriors were in control of the entire time. And sometimes it was a double-digit lead. Sometimes it was a one-possession lead. But it did feel like the Warriors led this game all the way through. It felt like you expected them to win from the tip-off to the buzzer. And ultimately, they did. Um, a few other performances and things to note. Uh, obviously, Steve Kerr is still playing... a bunch with the second unit and with the rotations um and you know they've been open about the fact that they're doing the whole two timeline thing blah 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 not fully chasing wins but kind of chasing wins and yada yada and it seems like they're abandoning that a little bit um i think they realized that even if they're trying to develop their young players there's only so much bad play you can put up with um, and so we saw a lot of those bench players worked into lineups with starters and with stars, and it functioned so much better. Like, you know, on opening night and in the second game, we saw those lineups where it was like, what was it? Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, J. Michael Green, James Wiseman. Awful lineup, destined for failure. It's no disrespect to any of those five players, but there's no chance in hell that lineup is going to survive against any NBA team except maybe like five of the really, really bad ones. And even so, they put that lineup against the Lakers who are an awful team right now and that lineup did not do well. So, you know, just destined for failure and we're seeing them cut back on that now. Part of it is that they're bumping up the minutes. Curry is playing starters minutes now. Clay and Dre both played 29 minutes so they're getting there. Um, but we're really seeing we're really seeing them cut back on how much they're willing to punt wins just for development. Jonathan Kaminga did not play in this game. And that's after being cut out of the rotation on Tuesday and only playing kind of as a attempt at a spark plug. Didn't play at all in this game. James Wiseman only played 14 minutes. That's um, a drop from, from what he's been playing. I think that's about what he should be playing. I think 12 to 15 is that sweet spot where you're getting a different look, you're getting him some chance to develop, but you just can't play him more than that. He's so bad defensively. Um, but anyway, the point I was trying to ultimately get at here was J. Michael Green looked great in this game, and he looked great in this game because he was in good lineups. He's been getting some hate from the fan base. You know, he's the new Otto Porter Jr., and Otto Porter Jr. was great for the Warriors last year and J. Michael hasn't been very good through the first four games, and he hasn't been very good because he's been on these awful lineups where the offensive system just breaks down and turns into summer league. No one knows what they're doing on defense. Everything is a mess, and he's not a player that's going to succeed there. He's not a guy who has that one-on-one -on -one talent. He's a guy who excels when you put him in the right system, and he was great in this one. He, he got to play with a lot of the starters, got to play with a lot of the star players. Scored efficiently, six points on three shots and two free throws. Crashed the glass relentlessly. Five rebounds in 18 minutes. Four of them were offensive rebounds. And he had a few other ones where he kept them alive on offense. 
And even though he only had one defensive rebound, he boxed out like crazy. Had a steal, had a block, had two assists. Played really good defense. He just looked like an impact player off the bench. And, you know, I think that's what he's going to be when he's in these good lineups. And I think when Dante DiVincenzo returns, that's what he's going to be in these lineups. Uh, DiVincenzo, by the way, Steve Kerr announced in his pregame media that DiVincenzo will not be joining them on the upcoming road trip. Um, when he injured his hamstring on Sunday, they said it was minor. At first said that he might only miss a game. And then the next day revealed that he would be reevaluated in a week. Now he's not even traveling for this upcoming road trip, which is five games. So the earliest that we could see DiVincenzo back is November 7th when they're back home against the Kings again. So that's a bummer. Wanted to see his Warriors tenure start out a little bit smoother, but them's the breaks. We're going to be seeing a lot of Ty Jerome, who played eight minutes in this game. He was fine. Whatever. Made a three. Um, didn't do much, but didn't do anything bad, so we'll take it. And that was... That was the game, I think, that, you know, the rotation's tightened. It's it's 11 players right now. Or, I'm sorry, it's 10 players right now. We'll see what happens when Andre Iguodala comes back into the fold. Maybe it becomes 11 players. Maybe that forces Moses Moody out, though I doubt it. Probably just means 11 players, or just means they rest someone every night. Um, and now comes an interesting stretch for the Warriors. They've had four of their first five games at home. They're about to hit a five-game road trip. They'll be flying out tomorrow to the East Coast. They play the Hornets on Saturday. They play the Pistons on Sunday. Road back-to-back. Not a lot of fun. Um, They'll fly from Detroit to Miami, do their trick-or-treating, carve their pumpkins in Miami before a Tuesday game on November 1st against the Heat again. And then another road back-to-back against the Magic and the Pelicans Thursday and Friday before they finally come back home. So we're going to see a lot about this team, see how much they're able to really get it up early in the season. They don't seem to be playing with that championship hangover. Steph Curry is just ballistic. I didn't even mention Steph. How did I not mention Steph very much? In Steph was ridiculous. 33 points, 7 of 14 from three-point range. Nine assists, seven rebounds, 13 for 22 shooting. He's... Look, I, I tweeted it. There is something... There is something that needs to be inspected at the Akron General Medical School, Medical Center in Ohio. Because what Steph Curry and LeBron James are doing is not, this is not how athletes are supposed to age. There's there's something very suspicious going on. This is not how athletes in a physically punishing, fast twitch muscle sport are supposed to be performing in their mid and late 30s. This is ridiculous. This is some of the best basketball we've seen Steph Curry play. He's scored 30 or more points in four of the first five games. He's shooting it brilliantly. He looks as athletic as ever. He's, yeah, I don't know. It's awesome. All right, I'm rambling. Have a good night, everybody.